Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. All right, so really it was with uh, great regret that I received the news that a cabin crew member who was part of the cabin crew that was in that Wuhan um, d- trip that brought uh, a group of South Africans back into South Africa. You remember we spoke to Captain Vusikumalo a while ago when they arrived and landed, and I think there was just jubilation all around. And I remember how warmly even you, uh, the listener, was just receiving the work that they've done, how they've committed themselves, to to this country and the people of this country. And we were just, I suppose, also optimistic and we were also jovial about the moment. They had arrived, they had brought back South Africans and it was a moment to celebrate. And I remember asking him how they were all doing and he said, look, we are in isolation, we're getting on and, and we're okay. Um, so sadly, we, we heard the news that one of the cabin crew members passed on on Sunday, succumbed to complications related to cancer. It wasn't COVID-19. But just for me, I think it's important to not only speak of COVID-19 at this point. I think it's it's a moment to honor people who've stepped up. South Africa, the world is going through a lot at the moment. And when we talk about frontline workers, we often talk about them in numbers, their data, the people that we just talk about in, in, in highfalutin conversations. These people are mothers, they are sisters, they are brothers, they are uncles, they are children. These people are real people. And I just thought it's important for us to honor one of them who had committed herself, put aside her health, and did what we needed at the time when she came forth. Her name was Debazo Ntane, and uh, she was a cabin crew member who was part of the repatriation of South Africans from Wuhan in March. And I'm going to be speaking in a short while to Captain Vusikumalu, who was the chief pilot of that particular aircraft. But for now, I also want to touch base with the family. Tusa Masubilele is an uncle who joins me now on the line. And I just want to say condolences to you from all of us. And good afternoon, Ndade Masubilele. Afternoon, ma'am. How are you? Well, we are very sad to hear of the passing of one of your family members. How um, is the family doing? Indeed, ma'am. It's a very sad thing. But the family, we are coping. We are coping very, very well. We support one another. Mm. In God, in God we trust. She had a child, didn't she? Yes, she had an 11-year-old son. Mm-hmm. And and how is how is the son doing? Have have you been ex- able to explain what's happened to her mother? Yes, mother? we did explain what happened to the mother. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our, our young boys will always be young boys. Mm-hmm. But I think in time he will learn to accept and he will learn to just make peace with it. But for now, she's just taking it day by day. Was it a surprise in the sense that was it was she coping with the illness, or are you surprised by the death? We we are all surprised and saddened of her death. Okay. She she she. she I think I one thing I know about her. She was a very very strong person. Mm-hmm. Even even when she had this pain and what she. You know, she never complained about it. Mm. Uh, prior to her death, a couple of days, I noticed her movement. I said to her, you know, you, you, your movement is not well with me. It doesn't sit well with me. Mm. Then she said to me, no, Uncle, I've got, uh, I've got a pain in my uh, upper abdominal pain, mm. upper abdominal right. Mm. Then I said, okay, fine. 
have yourself checked. Mm-hmm. Then it was that. She never complained. She never complained of any sickness. This is the second time she was admitted to the hospital. She never drank. She never smoked. It, it, it was just all of a sudden. Wow. Yes. And um, so, I mean, you know, it, there's a very big difference between somebody passing away suddenly and somebody who you have been kind of uh, in anticipation of what the outcome will be. It must be hard. It must be hard for family members. It, it, it is. It is, ma'am. You know, no, seeing somebody two days, three days, the fourth day, then the, 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 that particular person passed on. You know, it's something that it, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but it's just it. I don't know when was the last time you saw her. How was how was she in in spirit? I I saw her the day she got admitted. Mm-hmm. Um, she got admitted. I we went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Then, but the the mother came back around about three a.m. Mm-hmm. Then she she phoned me. Saying no, I should come and take her, pick her up from the hospital. When I get there, they were they were busy with her. I said to her, no, 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 no. There's no way I can you can be you can be discharged. But she she says to me, no, no, no. I'm doing fine. I said, no, no, no. You're in pain. I can see that you're in pain, even though you just applied to admit that you're in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just strong in that. She so she wanted to go back home. She, 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 you know, when people are, are in pain, she will say so many things. Mm. And then said, no, no, I said, no, 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 you stay. You are in good hands. The doctors and the medical staff are here to help you. I stayed with her for about an hour or so. Then I left. Did I left early hours of the morning. Had she told the family that she's dealing with cancer? No. Oh. The news was just sudden. Wow. None of our family members knew that. The only thing that we knew, we knew that she was in pain. She said, I've got pain, then we took her to the hospital. We the, have... the cancer news was just a shock. Yeah. I mean, we have no words of comfort because I don't think anybody can imagine um, um, this kind of tragedy. I think it is a tragedy. I know it's an illness, but it is. And we, we send our condolences to yourselves, to the family, to particularly her son. And, and, and I think it's important for us to convey the fact that we appreciate the work that she's done for us as a country. And uh, we do celebrate her. And unfortunately, we're not telling it to her, to her face. But please convey our condolences to the family and our appreciation for what she did for us. I'll most definitely do so. Thank you for having us. Apparently. Thank you very, very much, uh, Chosa Masubeleleza, uncle of now the late Debazo Njani, who was a team crew member of that repatriation flight that came from Wuhan that brought South Africans back in March. And um, Captain Vusikumalo had spoken to us uh, at that time. It was, I mean, I, I can remember now so clearly the day. All of us were celebrating the arrival of the crew and the the, the, the members, the South African people that had come back. And he gave us some really light moments to think about. Captain, it's a sad day indeed. Good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Hey, good afternoon, uh, Pamela. It's a very sad hour for us at South African Airways, mm. especially for our fellow crew members that uh, we flew together with Tebaso to Wuhan. We're totally devastated by by this news, and uh, I've been to a home yesterday, mm. met the family to go pay my respects, and uh, we're still in a state of shock, indeed. Did you know she was ill? 
Look, on the trip, I remember just one point when we were in Pulkone that she was complaining as well about the pain and and uh, I had to go to the chemist. They had to organize some medicine for her. That, that's all we could remember, mm-hmm. that there was a point when she was always complaining about uh, pain. Some pain. Yes, but we, well, we thought maybe it's something that's uh, not mm-hmm. too serious. Mm-hmm. And now, on hindsight, mm-hmm. when they started talking about this, then we say, oh, I remember on the trip, she was, at some point, she was not so well. But you know what? She was a, she was a bubbly person. Mm-hmm. So, like your uncle said, she's a strong, so you could never really tell. Mm-hmm. She could she could just hide her, mm-hmm. her, her pain, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just keep going. I remember one, one time when they were trying to organize her medicine, she still she still was in good spirit and that stuff like that. So nobody took that part serious. I, I said to to my colleagues, you know, if we could we could see in the future if we knew that we would not mm. be with her now, mm. we could have actually spent more time with her and and you know tell her how much we appreciate it. Oh. Uh, and and like you said, the sacrifice that she made mm. for our country and, and for our fellow compatriots we are in Wuhan. I mean, it's it's coming quite clearly to me that this was a soldier. This was a very strong person. This was somebody who who put herself, um, you know, last almost and just got on with the job of the day. What 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 kind of memories do you have as a colleague working with her? I think you know what, as a group, like I said, the the whole team that went there is people who who put others before them, you know, the well-being of uh, our fellow South Africans and these people who would sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for other people. So she was that she was that kind of person. And, you know, she she, 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 she talked a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she was, she was full of energy. Mm-hmm. So she'd be the one who's been walking up and down the cabin, mm-hmm. come to the cockpit, have a conversation about the trip and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So you did not really have to Deep, deep to see what kind of person she was. You know, she, she, she was outgoing person. You could see in her personality. And she loved what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other thing I, I, I can remember the trip is because we were talking about her flying career. Mm-hmm. As you are aware, she started uh, training uh, to become a commercial pilot. And I remember one point she came into the cockpit to show me the pictures of her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she said it was one of the very fondest memories when she... She went to fetch her grandmother and flew her oh. in a small aircraft uh, to Petersburg. Oh. And, and I think even yesterday when I saw her grandmother, mm. I could remember her for that picture, from that picture and say sure. it must have been a very, very proud moment for her. No, that, that is very touching. I think that that will stay with me for a long time to come. Yeah. And, and, and I think... I, th- I suppose the shock for me is when everybody was focusing on the fact that we all want to make sure that you come out of that um, quarantine okay. You know, when when the moment came when you were all released and you were fine, nobody imagined, nobody imagined that you'd be having this conversation now. You know what? Well, before we, we left, there were some cases of corona um, that were discovered in South Africa. Yes. I think from people that came from Italy. Yes. And, and I remember saying to the guys, you know, oh, uh, you know, at least when we come back, people won't say we brought Corona to yes. South Africa. Yes. So, yeah, this was far from, from us, really, yeah. to think that we would lose one of our own, mm. you know, although she, she died from, uh, yes. obviously, from yes. a different ailment and stuff like that. It was, we, we, we're currently looking forward and just talking about the possibility of having a new airline. And some of our members that went us to Wuhan, they went on to do other flights, to do uh, repatriation mm. flights for other nations and mm. stuff like that. Mm. So although it's not, it's not 
abnormal at SAA, but you know, you still have people who are who are excited about getting an opportunity to go to to fly. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, she was well always when we, we talked she was always talking about aviation. Mm-hmm. As you know in aviation there's very few female mm-hmm. um pilots in South Africa. And for her to come out of like all of us coming from townships, from mm. our economic situation, from our history of apartheid, where we never had uh, opportunities, she managed to create that for herself. Mm. And uh, I think she's such a great person, uh, you know, such a great role model. And for the short life that she's had, she's, she's done more than a lot of people could have actually imagined. I mean, I don't yeah. think this—I don't think it's a deviation, Captain Kumalo, because I think there is so much that's going on. It would really not be okay for me not to ask, what's what's the morale like? You know, there's a lot, isn't there? There's a lot that you're dealing with. I don't want you to get into necessarily the politics, but as as somebody who I imagine you also had those dreams yourself one day that you know this is what I want to do with my life, and and you became a captain of a major airline. You were telling me a story about her and this image um, and the picture of herself and her grandmother and what a pro- proud moment it is. With all of this that is happening around you at the moment, what's the morale like between yourselves, your fellow colleagues, fellow pilots? What what does this moment mean for you? You know, obviously, right now we we're talking about her. Mm. And we all said and yes. said for her family, you know, that stuff. But as you know, the, the morale is a little bit low in the airline. But, yeah. you know, we're very optimistic. You know, if you don't if you don't have hope, then you have no reason actually to live or to look forward to, to the next day. There's a lot of things happening. Mm. We don't know what the future holds. That's it. Uh, what we're doing, actually, is just to put put our bits into the port and say this is what we think can be done and stuff like that. Some of the things are out of our hands. But we, as you can see, South African Airways have played a big role in the lives of uh, of a lot of people in South Africa in our history and stuff like that. So we're crossing thumbs and, and you know, and uh, hoping that uh, we're going to survive yeah. as an airline. Yeah. And uh, the airline is also doing great work uh, throughout this pandemic as well. We've been doing the, mm. uh, repatriation flights mm. and rejoining a lot of South Africans with their families. Imagine if we didn't have SA at, at this stage, you know, the medical supplies, all the work that has been done, mm. despite the, the difficulties that we're facing. Yeah. But I'm very optimistic yeah. about the future, um, that something good is going to come out of this. You know, there's reasons why we we at this stage, mm-hmm. and uh, we're busy trying to fix things. And uh, I hope the future is going to be bright, and South Africans are going to be proud of their airline. I mean, no, 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 Captain. Imagine if we didn't have people like you. I I, I hear you about the airline. Imagine if we didn't have people like you. If you don't mind, there are just one or two people who want to just maybe talk to you, and I'm going to take that call. I didn't ask for the calls, but they want to talk to you, and I think there are sentiments that are, you know, as I look at WhatsApps and all of that, people feel there's a there's a, a sense of loss and mourning that I think people want to share with you. So Emmanuel is calling us from East London. Good afternoon, Emmanuel. Yeah, good afternoon. Dr. Duko speaking, how are you? We are very sorry for this lady, eh? She must be a hero. The only thing is that we want to know whether he died of COVID-19 or from cancer. I think we need to be very, 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 very careful about this. If indeed he died of COVID-19 and if somebody is telling me he died of something, it's a great in-service to her. Because the way we want to congratulate her, this thing is taking it away. People must be truthful. 
because for somebody to have a cancer at that age, for which he was sent on a, a journey, is very strict. It sounds a bit awkward for us that people are denying that he didn't die of COVID-19. So we want to know the truth, because if he died of it, heroism and how we are going to praise him becomes reduced. We need the truth. People must not hide it. Emmanuel, why do you why why do you why why do you get the sense that it's not the truth if people see speak about her no, having it, been ill a, before? No, it's a bit suspicious. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a bit suspicious because this COVID nineteen is taking away people who have got an underlying problem, and if this woman hasn't got any underlying problem, the history is a bit. It's not well. It could be true, but we need to know. But it's an ins- it's a real service to her. If she died of COVID and somebody is covering it, it's not nice at all. She's really sacrificed her life for this country, and we need to praise her for that. Okay. So we need to know if it's not true. That's fine. Let me, let me okay. rush you quickly, Emmanuel. Thank you very much for that call. And let me just respond to that and allow you, uh, uh, Captain, to also respond. You are all tested, were you not? Uh, um, yes, 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 Pimel. When we, when we got to the facility, we were, t- well, we were, we were tested before we left mm-hmm. so that we make sure that everybody, uh, you know, did not have uh, yes. covid and uh, so when we came back, when we landed in Pulukwan, we were tested, mm. and we all found negative. And uh, after two weeks, we were tested again. Yeah. So when we left, everybody yeah. was negative. So I know I noticed yesterday a lot of people talking on the internet mm. uh, about that issue. Mm. And you know, every every death is is sad, mm. and this is an invisible enemy that has brought so much pain. Uh, to many people all over the world. This is a worldwide problem. It's not a South African mm-hmm. uh, problem. And it is, COVID-19 is not a stigma mm-hmm. uh, that somebody could die from that. So I couldn't understand the fuss that people are making. Mm-hmm. But what happened is in the morning, I got a call from one of the newspapers to ask me the very same question. So I said to them, look, I'm on my way to meet the family. And when I get there, I will hear from them. So I'm not in a position to speak on behalf of somebody. Yeah. Because I'm not a doctor and yeah. I'm not privy to the details of how she died. Yeah. So when we got there, we had a session and uh, the family explained to us about the post-mortem results and stuff like that. And she was tested and whatever. And the family were actually very disappointed mm. that people could start this mm. fake news mm. about about her death mm. and, and make such a big fuss. Mm. So, you know, when you're mourning and this thing comes, mm. they kind of like compound on your, mm. on your grief mm. and uh, take away... Like you've explained that, you know, she just did such a heroic act. It's mm-hmm. almost like taking yeah. away from her Absolutely. her contribution and concentrating on, on yeah. something else and making it negative. Absolutely. Uh, whereas the whole country is fighting this disease. So I, I, it wouldn't matter to me what she died of. Mm. But I would like to remember about how she lived. Mm. Because not important. Her legacy will live on mm. and what she did and what... What she was to other people is more important. We're all going to die at some point. It's just a matter of time. But we, we must remember the good yeah. and uh, the fake news and yeah. false stories and whatever. It's a shame indeed.
And uh, uh, we are also safe. Captain, I, I, again, condolences to yourselves, to your colleagues, and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us and for honouring her. Captain Vusikumalo is a SAA chief pilot who had uh, been a part of the leading captain there repatriating South Africans from Wuhan and uh, a cabin crew that he was with passed away on Sunday, Dabad Zonchani, who was a cabin crew member, and we were just paying tribute to her. I really apologise for being late to Tila Saku. 1.30, let's just go to the headlines and we'll continue with this conversation. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. Thank you so much for staying with us. So before we went to the headlines, we were paying tribute to uh, what I would call a hero. Uh, Dibatun Chane was a cabin crew member who uh, helped repatriate South Africans from Wuhan in March. And we were speaking to a family member. We also spoke to Captain Vosikumalu, who was the SAA chief pilot of that particular plane. And uh, just remembering her. And uh, before we went to the headlines, we had a caller who was raising suspicions of what it is that um, the young lady died of. Here's my take on this one. What a pity. What a pity. And in fact, what, what that caller was quite jarring for me because it took me right back to the days when there was the, you know, when HIV and AIDS was, was new. And, and anybody who had any illness was labeled to have had HIV and AIDS. And this was this, this, this massive, you know, it's almost like you've got a curse on you. And it became... It, it never became about the person. It was always now about the illness and how we framed, oh, you died of this, oh, you died of that. Folks, many of us today, many people today are going to die of other things over and above COVID-19. Are we now not supposed to celebrate them? Are we going to be suspicious of everybody who now passes away at this time. And in fact, I had a a very, very difficult story, a very sad story over the weekend in line with what we're having a conversation about today of a family that had an uncle who'd had Parkinson's disease for about 10 years or so. And so it was very clear to them, an elderly person, it was very clear to them what it is that this person had died of. But suddenly there was this hoo-ha about, no, it must have been COVID. And all the family wanted was to mourn their uncle. That's all they wanted. And they felt so um, disrespected by a lot of people, the community, by health officials and so on, who were insistent on on putting the COVID-19 label on this old man. And the family said, can you just let him be? Can you let us also just, you know, let us bury him. Let us allow him to go with what we believe is the cause of death and let it be. It's going to be very difficult and I and I and I, I really am pleading with all of us to check ourselves. To check ourselves when we put these labels on people. Yes, it's suspicious. Yes, this that's what the family is going the family has said she died of cancer. That's it's got nothing to do you and I have no prerogative in questioning that what the family has told us. We have absolutely no business in questioning that. You and I are not doctors. And if that is what the family has decided to state, so we shall respect. And I I will not entertain, I think, here a situation where we now suddenly have a conspiracy about a young lady who actually we're meant to be celebrating about the cause of death. 
Let us respect what it is that we get. Those who have got COVID-19 and have come out, we have spoken to. We, in this platform, we have spoken to all those people and we will continue to. But I, I, I just implore you to have a little bit of respect. And I think it's, it's, it's quite sad, actually, to sit here and debate what it is that she died of. Um, I think it's Boniso. You're calling from KZN. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, Pamela. How are you today? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Boniso. I couldn't agree with you more. What you have just articulated is good. She remains a heroic debate. She remains a pillar mm. and the epitome of what a good South African should do. Mm. The patriotic element in her was seen mm. when they were saying that we are selfless, irrespective of what might transpire in Wuhan. Mm. But we are more than willing because of our oath. I think we want to emulate her. She remains of someone that must be elevated into higher echelon. Even her family must just take into their heart that she is a hero to us. She remains of someone who must be celebrated for years to come. And we need more South African who must be just like that. I think we have just lambasted nicely Emmanuel. Emmanuel belongs to the Museum of Shame. He's not a doctor. He's not a medical practitioner. No, even he is too. We don't even know this Emmanuel because I wouldn't want to go off his background. But it's so unfair that the family is mourning the loved one and we are coming with a chauvinistic, poisonous element. And we are saying, we are suggesting that the issue of COVID. A lot of people, I think I just mentioned that a lot of South Africans will still lose their lives. Let us give them space. Let us celebrate those loved ones. I think for us, Ibatso has just done a sterling job, thanks to her as a crew, thanks to the captain as well. Mm-hmm. I think for us, they must be, our name should be ingredient mm-hmm. somewhere. Let us ensure that they remain the living organism of the South Africa. We want to thank you on that note. Thank you for the, your humanity. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I just think it was just very, very important for me um, to, to state where I stand with this. Budana, thank you so much for calling us. Good afternoon. Afternoon. That manual doesn't have manners. We don't need people like him in South Africa. Please. I understand your sentiments, Putana, there. Thank you very much for that.